Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Why, why would I kill myself with fasting to get Ephesians chapter 6? We could I have read myself. True story. You know what he did? He kept on praying like that. Then another Jesus started appearing to him. He died prematurely. We don't even know. I don't even can't remember his name. His ministry just you know fitted out. Stop it! The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. If for everything just has to appear to me and give me a vision, I'm not walking by faith. Kenneth Copeland, he went to Jesus and he was complaining. You know, the Bible says they that measure themselves among themselves are not wise. So he was doing something that was very unwise. He said, God, you're a respecter of persons. You appear to Kenneth Hagin. You appear to Aura Roberts. You appear to A.A. Allen. You have not appeared to me, Kenneth Copeland. And he fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed. This was in the early part of his ministry. He tells this story. I thank God for my spiritual fathers and all the things I learned from them. You know? You know, Father, and one day in prayer, the Lord spoke to him and said, if you keep pushing this thing, I will appear to you. He said, but if I do, it's going to set your ministry back at least 10 years and you may never recover. Ken Copeland quickly repented. He said, Lord, don't appear to me. Let me continue to receive my revelation by faith. Then later on, some years later, Jesus appeared to him briefly. You know, I think he was in the place and, you know, just, not like Kenneth Hagin's own, just, you know, healed somebody and Jesus appeared and then disappeared. You know, you don't do that. You get into error. You will open the door to evil spirits. The Bible says, you know, that Satan, he, he presents himself as an angel of light. If Jesus appeared to you, how will you know it's Jesus? Have you seen a picture of him before? Not these ones you buy in Dubai. <laughs> yes, it's true. Have you ever seen him before? So how would you know if it's really Jesus? Or an evil spirit that wears a white cloth and has long hair and looks like Jesus. I don't know where that came from, but you needed it. The church needs it. Amen. So I got all of that that he appeared to Solomon the second time. Seven years. And these were the only two times he appeared to him in his entire life. We have no record of God appearing to David. Most of the time, David just got it by revelation. He may have appeared to him maybe, you know, even on his bed, he said he got the revelation of the temple by the Spirit. He didn't say he had a vision. We have to be very careful. So anyway, so let, let me just summarize because I have to start closing. The Lord said unto him, to, to Solomon, when he appeared to him, I've heard your prayer, I've seen the dedication, I'm going to summarize. You know, the dedication of the temple, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to honor your prayer. If you pray towards this temple, uh, you know, I will answer the prayer and everything. He said, but... Is conditional. He said, if... You see, God had already started seeing 
how Solomon's heart. So he now spoke strongly to him. Verse 4. He said, and, I want everybody to read this. Uh, if you are sleeping, give me a wave offering. Uh, so you are not sleeping. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Everybody say, and if, I didn't hear you. If the person sitting next to you doesn't say, and if, look at them very well. And if, good. Thou will walk before me as David thy father walked. This is seven years later. So it means Solomon has started departing. That's why God had to speak to him this strongly. And if thou will walk before me as David thy father walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee, I will keep my statutes and my judgment. He had already started breaking them. God did not rebuke him directly. He just warned him. That's how God is. He's a very nice person. Then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever. As I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail a man fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. In other words, I'm going to patch this biological monarchy. I will patch it into the spiritual dynasty. Then the warning continues. Because God already saw what was happening. But if you shall at all turn from following me, you or your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have said before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. All oh, this was a warning to Solomon. It had, his heart had already started deteriorating little by little. That's why it took 14 years, 13 years to build his own house. What are you building? What's going to be finer than the temple? I should have just... We must learn simplicity. It's okay to be rich. But learn to be simple. You know, these days when I go out, I just wear sandals. I have all kinds of shoes. I have design. I have everything. But, you know, I, 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 I judge where I'm going. If I'm going to a particular place and I know the people, I don't overdress. I don't want them to start feeling bad. I dress well, but I, I, I'm careful. We should be like that. That's the spirit of Christ. Who am I trying to show off to? That I have designer shoe and I have Rolex watch. <laughs> I'm going to say amen. Won't believe alone. <laughs> I won't mention any name. <laughs> I'm only joking. Seriously, you know, learn, let your moderation be known unto all men. That's the spirit of Christ. You can be a multi-billionaire and live simply. Live well, but simply. I told you the story of Kenneth Hagen. Somebody bought him a Rolls Royce. When I, that, in 1981, when I, was in, when I went to Tulsa, it was a, it was a talk all around the campus and all the students. You know, that's how I heard. 
Can you even pack the thing for you about a, a week or a month or something? I said, I'm not going to do the Rolls Royce. He sold it and put the money into the ministry. He had a nice car, Cadillac or something. He had a lovely American car. You know, I said, what's it for? That's what Solomon didn't learn. And serve other gods and worship them. Then, verse 7, then will I cut off Israel. God now gets, because he's, he's a warning to Solomon. Then will I cut off Israel of the land which I have given them. And this house which I have hallowed for my name, I will cast out of my sight. And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword. He, God was already getting angry. Because Solomon had already started going in the wrong direction. So he was not telling him, if you do the right thing, this is what I'll do. If you do the wrong thing, this is what's going to happen. That should have put fear into Solomon's heart. But sadly, it didn't. That's something about money and overindulgence. When you are rich, you eat what you like. Go and read what Solomon ate every day. How is he going to live a fasted life? His spiritual senses became dull. He wasn't hearing God again like he used to. And all the, he said, it would be a Bible. This how people will be hissing at it. And they will ask them, you know, why did the Lord allow this land? And why did the Lord do this to this land and to this house? Verse 9, 8, and then 9. And they shall answer, because, you know, they forsook the Lord their God, which brought them out of the land of Egypt. So let's now move on to chapter 10. The, the queen of Sheba comes to see Solomon. We all know the story. She comes with a very great train, you know, and uh, uh, she's completely blown away by Solomon's wisdom. This is good. It brought glory to God. But, you know, um, tradition says, I didn't, I didn't say Bible. Tradition says, that Solomon even slept with her. <laughs> and that's how this Ethiopian, you know, highly salice and all this jar and all of this, that's where it came from. And she had a baby and she took it back. Uh, and she had the baby when she got back to Sheba. And that's how the Ethiopian, this thing, and that's why they claim. That's tradition. It's not Bible. But it's not far-fetched. Knowing Solomon. <laughs> Verse, chapter 11, we're going to close in another five minutes. Chapter 11. But King Solomon! Everybody scream it. I didn't hear you. You're not saying it the way God said it. You're not saying it the way the Holy Spirit is feeling it. But King Solomon loved few strange women. Together with the daughter of Pharaoh, the women of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zidonians, and the Hittites. Kilode. Ah! Do you know this is one of the reasons why God doesn't bless us? 
That's why the New Testament says, I will prosper you even as your soul prospers. See, many Christians are in a hurry for money. The Bible says, he that maketh haste to the rich shall not be innocent. They're in a hurry. You know, oh, I don't have to. They are comparing themselves, uh, you know, like me, uh, uh, Pastor OJ. Hallelujah. You know, after all this year, by now, we are continuing private jet. And you know, there's a way of getting it. Eh? If I preach certain kinds of messages and I take certain kinds of offering, like now, I can have a special Solomon anointing service. All those who want to have like Solomon, come here. All the ones who stand there, is there an offering you are going to give? Hmm? That's how they do it. God have mercy on us. God have mercy on us. Of the nations which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, I didn't hear you. You shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love and he had 700 wives that's a record <laughs> it's in the beginner's book of records I don't think any human being has ever done this I just got a fact I just got a fax from heaven you know in Deuteronomy 17, we read it early on. He said, you will not multiply wives to him. <laughs> you know, he did it 700. He multiplied it by 700. The disobedience was 700 disobedience. Multiplication. The only thing that kept Solomon from dying prematurely was David. I want you to know something. Oh. When your parents, both physical and uh, spiritual and physical, when they die and they go to heaven, if they die premature, you know, they die you know, early and all that, they're praying for you. That's why our Catholic brethren pray to the saints. They go and pray to St. Anthony. They go and pray to St. This and St. That. Now, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. You know, you just pray in tongues. But when you do, you know, when you pray in tongues, you know, those they, because they are beholding the face of God. I say, help these children. You're praying the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, it is not you who is praying, it is God, the, the Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And if they, you have guys in heaven who are talking to Jesus will now include whatever they're asking for in his prayer through tongues. But you don't go and start praying to Saint Anthony. I don't going to start praying to Saint uh, Jacob and to Saint Joseph. You know, honor to Mary and all of that. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, in every error there is an element of truth. It's just taken to an extreme. You know? Yeah, 700 wives. I didn't hear you. Princesses and 300 concubines. Kilo de. His wives turned away his heart. This is one of the saddest stories 
in the Bible. I'm almost, you know, I can weep because, you know, David was so special to God. To think that the dynasty of David will end like this. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a tragedy. And God is now justified. That's why God didn't want them to have a king. If there was no kingship system, this would never have happened. But they didn't listen. Verse 4. I'm going to read up to verse 6. Oh, this is a terrible account. But you know, it's written for our admonition. We are the end time, watch this. We are the end time Solomon. We're going to be greater than Solomon. So we're not going to do this nonsense. By the grace and the mercy of God. But why is it written as a warning to you and I? Says, ah, I won't do that. You don't have that kind of money yet. You don't know what you can do. <laughs> the Yoruba people have a saying. They say, Did I get it? Now was, before I have money, you are not seeing my real behavior. It's when I have money that the real me will come out. The reason why you're not doing all those things now is not because you are holy. <laughs> because you don't even have money to maintain one wife. <laughs> Talk less of 700. But when the money comes, glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's not a holy one. It's not a holy hallelujah. That's when you start flexing your muscle. For where the word of the king is, there is power. And who can say to him, what doest thou? Kabiosi. So he had the money. Who is going to tell him he should not? It's a sad, sad story. But God has written in the Bible because it can happen. Now, it will not happen in Jesus' name. But it can happen. And don't think, I say, ah, I'm born again. I can never do that. Who told you? This short 40 years, I've been in this thing 43 years, you know, has shown me that anything is possible. I remember when we got born again and spirit filled. You know, some of the people, not all of them, but some of the people we started with, you know, you know, the churches grew, the ministries grew, a lot of money came in. Then we started hearing strange things. We too started wearing hats, like in denominational churches. We started taking bishop. We started putting a ring. It happened in my very eyes. It's happened, you can say. You say, eh, is it possible? Yes. I remember one case of somebody, I'm not, certainly I will not mention it, and I think all, all those things have gone now. Many of them have repented, you know. There was one guy, he had so much money 
that was coming to his church, he went to Washington for fasting and prayer. <laughs> True story. True story. In those days, you know, when Pastor Ronchi was still around and all that, you know, if we wanted to do a fast and pray, sometimes we used to go to institutes of church and society because the house, you know, all the children were babies and everything. You couldn't get the privacy in the house to be able to pray. You know, sometimes we'll go to Premier Hotel just because of the privacy. So this fellow, he didn't go to institutes of church and society. He didn't go to Premier Hotel to get the privacy and to be able to pray properly he went to Washington just to wait on the Lord. So don't tell me it can't happen. Right under my eyes here, I saw some of these things happen. And before you knew it, some of them, they'll go and, you know, rent a whole suite in Sheraton or Hilton or one of these top hotels. Then he would take some sisters from church. Oh, yeah, it happened. And before you know it, adultery, fornication, exactly like Solomon. Because the soul has not yet been fully saved. The mind, the will, and were not under the control of the Holy Spirit. So when the money came and the influence came, some of them have divorced their wives. Born again, spirit-filled churches. Because they did not take heed to the warning of Solomon. Stand to your feet. We got to close. These women. His wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass that when Solomon was old. His wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God. As the, was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went. Solomon. Went after Ashtoreth. The goddess of the Zidonians. And after Milcom. The abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. And went not fully after the Lord as David his, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemoth, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem. And for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives which burnt incense and sacrificed to their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord of God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Ah, brethren. I'll tell you a secret. There's plenty I could tell you, but because I'm closing this chapter this series of teachings we're going to start something else next week you know this is the dynasty of david 
You can now see why God didn't want them to have a king. Because he knew the kind of abuse Solomon God was very angry. Like I taught us on Wednesday, for those who came on Wednesday, God controls his anger. Be slow to speak, slow to wrath. God could have done a lot of, he could have killed Solomon straight. And the Lord was very angry with Solomon, was angry, didn't put very because his heart was turned from the Lord who had appeared to him twice. And he commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after this God, blah, blah, blah. Verse 11. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee and give it to thy servant. Notwithstanding, in thy days I will not do it. For David thy father said, God is good, though. That's a good guy. Unless you have not read this Bible, you don't, you, you don't know God. God is, there is nobody as nice as God. Let's give the Lord a super clap of it. This is an example of undeserved love. Solomon didn't deserve this. Solomon deserved to have been executed immediately. But because, you see, David was in heaven. And David was looking at God and saying, Please find something to do about this. I said, okay, I'll deal with it. But I won't let it happen in time of Solomon. Solomon dies, his son Rehoboam. Then Jeroboam comes and the rest of the... It's just, it just goes downhill from there. This temple that we spoke so glowingly was destroyed by the Babylonians. But that's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. That's why, as this glory is coming, it's coming on. It's coming. One of the first things God is going to do, let me correct that, because I speak prophetically now. One of the first things God is going to begin to do, because it's not going to, it's not going to stop, because this is not going to happen again. I say that with the fierceness of the Holy Spirit. One of the things God spoke to me years ago. He said, don't start all this denomination. He said, this is what it leads to. And that's why I didn't do it. This is not going to happen again. This was going to begin to happen. As the glory of God is approaching the church. And I believe we're going to see beginnings with the Feast of Tabernacles that is coming. I've got so many confirmations from other prophets that don't know me. You know, you know. You know, looking at the Shemitah cycles, the Jubilee cycle, everything has fallen into place. So I, I, you know, and even in my own personal life, walking with God, prayer, intercession. So I, everything is set. God is going to begin to remove the Adonijahs, the Joabs, the Absaloms. That's why this series of teachings has been done just before. This is August. Tabernacles is September. People are going to be coming to ask for these messages. People who don't understand it now. When these things begin to happen, the Shimeis, they're all going. 
It's not all going to go one day. No. He will remove some key ones. Then he will remove others. Because this must not happen again. If you see the abuse we did of the Pentecostal anointing, Pastor Wega, just 40 years. The word of faith. The glory of God. We made a little money. Well, how much did we make? Maybe 100 million, 200 million. Bought private jets. Nothing wrong with that. But use it for show off. Put it, and put it in the newspaper. <laughs> you're, 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 you're a pastor. You should be living under the radar. We've abused so many. And that is, the, that is the earnest. What will we do with this one? That's why the people who will get this one would have been thoroughly, they would have been thoroughly purged. Nobody who will abuse it will get this one. They won't even be associated with the people who have it. You know why? God will kill them. His name will not be disgraced anymore. He's not going to allow it. That's why as the glory comes, he'll be removing them. She may go. Absalom, go. Adonijah, go. Joab, go. The anointing increases. More Joabs, go. More, that's why I said it's not, going to, it's not just a one-time thing. It's going to be a continuous exercise. So that in seven years, when the church is complete and we have a glorious church in every continent, in those churches, it won't be, you still have the body of Christ who are not perfect. You still have those ones, you know. But if you come into this one, you will have to be clean. There will be no spot, no blemish, no wrinkle, or any such Put one hand on your heart. This is heavy on God's heart. Ah. Solomon! Who wrote Proverbs. The son of David. The preacher in Jerusalem. He introduces himself in the book of Ecclesiastes. And the book of Proverbs. Of David his father it is written... The sweet psalmist of Israel. The man that God raised up on high. And yet this happened. It will not. Mark my word. Take it to the bank. It will not happen again. Once, it's, not, it's not like Solomon's time. Once God sees that, all those funny things, removes them. Removes them. Because there will be no spot. There will be no blemish, wrinkle. Or any such thing. This church will be greater than Solomon. We are not going to do this nonsense that Solomon said. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service 
and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.